Welcome to episode 270 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righty guys, welcome along to episode 270 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Pretty good, and you? Pretty excited today, aren't you? Yes. Because you're picking the parents up from the airport. That's right. Is this your parents or the parents-in-law? No, my parents. You wouldn't do it for the parents-in-law? You wouldn't? They live over that side of town. It's fine. <laughs> you wouldn't pick them up from Blum, the airport? That's Belinda's job. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd pick up my parents-in-law. Good I for you. I don't have, you know, I just love <laughs> them both. Yeah. I'm um, is proudly brought to you by Coffeesofwire.com um, Because they've got some good music today I noticed John Yes Yes Yes, yes. And uh, Extreme Endurance Extreme Endurance um, Your lactic buffer <clears throat> To make you faster As John's dying next to me And Athlinks.com uh, Social networking for endurance Athletes uh, Let's check, check, check it out John What we've got happening in today's show Well we've got some news We've got an age grouper of the week Now actually someone sent through one Do we want to use that? Um, what do you want to do old school we'll do old school okay we'll do it old school this week um, and then we're going to do uh, Coach's Corner what's that on a little bit of kicking we're going to cover this last week but we had a question it's, it's just the question is only about a year and a half old but it was, <laughs> it was sitting in my in my one of my questions folders what do you do, what do, you do? so you get an email so I, I filter so basically what happens is you guys send emails and it comes to my address and my job the never ending job yes. <laughs> is to respond to emails and so I, I respond to emails and I kind of pretty much send all of them to John unless I feel he doesn't really care about that subject <laughs> so, and then what do you do with the process well in ones like that they'll maybe go into a folder which is maybe questions on training and yep. like with the, the reason why I haven't answered this one is because I was going to get a swimming expert to come on so I just sort of put left, put it there and it sort of left there and then I thought oh, bugger, I'm just going to answer it myself so and then there are the, there are the few that get the old delete treatment but not many very yeah. few very oh, few we get great emails it's, and it's uh, most of them just go into the folder either questions on training just general questions so you have a breakdown, do you? Yes, oh, yes. Nice. Medical questions, nutrition questions. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty hardcore. And then we've got some questions and answers at the end. Okay, John, well, last um, week... Hold on. Is this the last episode in the studios? This is the last episode yes. in this studio that is pretty magnificent. Right. The camera's over there. We need to take a photo. We will we take finish. a photo. We'll put it on the website. Yeah. Maybe we'll even do a quick YouTube clip of the studio because it's got cracks in the wall now. Look, look over there. Look at those cracks. Oh, very yeah. nice. Cracks over there. Yeah. Cracks down there. That crack down there. Right. The cracks everywhere. Yes. There's even a photo of you in my studio. How sad is that? There you are. It's, it's terribly sad. <laughs> but anyway, back to the show. I'm oh, sorry. Um, okay, so uh, two weeks ago, last week, we had uh, I'm in Austria. Yes, record breaking performances. Yes, and we were talking about this could, well, I didn't really say it could stand for years, but. You thought it was going to be a moment in history. Well, of it was a moment. <laughs> for one week, and it was. And I was like, it was an outstanding. Oh, come on, John. There's no way you would have predicted this happened this weekend. Oh, I kind of thought, I thought there'd be a record. I, th- I really thought there would be a record. Oh, um, I don't know if he's going to beat 245. Yes, well, I did. Wow. So, well, what happened last weekend was Raylor dominated the dojo and broke the world record that was broken the week before by four minutes, wasn't it, overall? Around about that, yeah, it was at uh, 7.41. So 7.41, John. Yes. Now, <laughs> that, makes, that makes sub-9 not impressive anymore, eh? You know, when you guys oh, are going no. an hour and 20 faster than that. No. Breaks your heart. Uh, some nights still, still not bad. A fifty two is okay. Um, <laughs> but what? He beat you by now, basically. Now ten. Now ten on the same course. Yes. Uh, 
what it tends to happen when records come up like this. And I thought, well, I'm, it's firstly that I think there's three things that happen. Yeah, the course first. You go, is it, is yeah. it a short course? People go, is it a short course? Yep. Secondly, they go, he's on drugs. Yep. And thirdly, they go, oh, there's lots of drafting. Yep. So I think if we put all those things to the side, well, not all of them aside, I think the drugs issue, I think, is um, if there was one country, you'd almost say your chance of getting busted are probably the highest in the world, I'd say probably Germany. Yeah, they're pretty all, strict over there, In terms of all yeah, the procedures they've got over there. The course side of things, they've got to sort it out. I mean, the course organisers, who knows, I don't know if it's short or, or not, but it's pretty bloody easy to do it. You get somebody to come and certify that the course Especially is accurate. Especially nowadays with GPS. It's just, it's, it's a no-brainer. So, but regardless... It doesn't matter, but, you know, like it's not... It's not a like a world governing body sport, you know well, what I mean? Like I think it does matter to to a degree. You, you want to have they want you want to be able to say I think that this is an accurate course. And they I'm sure they used to do it at right because they used to have a big bonus for setting the world record on it. Used, they used to get somebody in to kind of certify to say oh, really? it was correct. Now this year there were changes mm. because there's some construction or something. So it was even longer this year. So I think oh, so it was actually that made it longer, did it? Yes. And then I guess the third thing was drafting. And in this instance and last weekend, you can't really say there was any drafting because they were soloing. I mean, people say they sit behind the press trucks. I don't, I don't buy that to be honest. The guy, the guy was out there solo TTing it, yep. and he killed it. Um, killed it, Johnny. Killed it. And I think you also need to look at it the fact that say, look, let's just put the world record to one side and say it's a course. Yeah, you know, just say it's a course record. And the amount of time he smashed off that course record is pretty staggering. You know, it's basically about a ten-minute um, oh. smashing of the record. And you also got to factor in that the, a large majority of the very best in the world have either been to Rote or they've been to Austria and yeah. they had their crack at setting a fast time and uh, and he's just killed them all. You know, you've had you look at the fastest guys in history. You've got um, say Macca. Crowe's probably one of the few that hasn't. Um, Peter Reed, he used to go to Austria a little bit. Um, all the Germans have pretty much done the race. So. The majority of the fastest guys in the world have been here, and uh, and as I said, he's just gone out there and he's taught the sport a lesson. Well, John, <clears throat> like it's it's a freakish effort, isn't it? He came in on a, two, a forty-six swim, it's a good solid swim, and then he did a four eleven bike solo. Yeah, solo. And yeah, and so with the feedback I saw somewhere that Chrissy made a comment, and we knew there was some roadworks on there, that the course was two kilometres longer on the bike. Yeah. Um, so that makes that even more impressive, you know. Two kilometres at the speed he's going, around about sort of three minutes. So we got done when the year we did it, didn't we, John? When with bloody rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had two cracks at it though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, first year I had a bad one, but second year if I had better weather, I would have gone eight thirty, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so four eleven on the bike on what is it was a slightly longer than normal course, and then two forty fifty on the run. So the run was was impressive, but uh, I think you know he, he, he made the made it on the uh, on the bike course. The way the race panned out, he was sort of as you expect <clears throat> in the lead um, or in the lead group coming out of the swim and, and asserted and got onto the lead pretty quickly on the bike and then just knuckled down. His main challenger was always going to be Sebastian. Kilner, um, and as expected, he was a couple of minutes down on the swim. And as they were going through the bike, the distance was sort of fluctuating, not going up, not going. But it got it was coming like down a minute and a half, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and Ray Lutz said at some stage when it, it sort of started to just bubble out just a little bit, then he just put the hammer down to to, to break him. And uh, and four eleven. What's your average speed? Is there a website we can work this out? Well, four twenty, I think, is averaging forty. Um, 40k an hour. So no, 430 is averaging 430 is averaging 40k's an hour. Sorry, so it's fast. Yeah, so probably be, about 43. 
probably yeah something 43 like an hour for 180k by yourself and it ain't a flat horse no far from it so very wow. impressive it is mind blowing like I always I always find it funny when you get people who don't do the sport and I've often talked about this in the past but when you get people who don't do the sport and they go oh yeah okay. oh, they John might, they might be my parents wanting to make sure that, that I'm picking them up well you just text them no it's Belinda it's Belinda wait a second here we go he's talking to Belinda yeah it must be important he's complaining yeah he's all yes they're saying I'm going to I'm going to edit this out I'm going to have to I'm going to turn it off I will be back because John's listening to his wife we're back. What was the message, John? The flight's on time. They've cleared customs and everything is okay. So just to tell you that... Well, mm. did you not tell her we're doing a show? No. <laughs> so um, just, yeah, the average speed thing, you know, people don't people don't really comprehend how amazing to sit at 43, you know, uh, yeah. for, for 180Ks is. Like, it's it's pretty phenomenal. It is. And then to get off the bike and run a 240 marathon, mm. like, pretty phenomenal. Okay, so then uh, Sebastian Kilner came in second. And, and, had, and he did, a, you know, a couple of minutes quicker than last year. He did 7.57 last How year. How uh, don't think he raced. Oh. No, I'm almost positive he didn't. 7.57, so he's a couple of minutes quicker than last year. Still sub sub eight hour performance, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. And got a Keegan Williams from New Zealand. In third place in 8.16. Big result for him. So it's good. You know, I mean, the. F- the field's still strong when you've got when you're having a race in Germany, but you know you really was a two horse race, and um, and there's not a lot of other top ten sort of Kona guys or even top twenty Kona guys there. So um, still good race, Ken. It would be good, good payday for him. Third place in row would be a good payday. Yeah, awesome. Um, Lothar leader, impressive. Pulled off an eighth, eight twenty two. How old are he be now? Have they got his? Have they got him here? Forty male forty. Yes, he must be forty. So very impressive. Uh, racing there on the men's side of things. Well, John, impressive, the, impressive. I, I, as I've said, if, if he, you know, imagine if his brother or somebody or a couple of other strong riders were there, or him and Marino. Well, John, last week I was talking about when we get down to eight thirty. If you had a packed field in somewhere like Root, seven thirty, yeah, 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 seven. I get used to saying seven, John. It's, uh, I guess, you know, as we said, if it, the bike course is three minutes long. Um, then that takes them down to into the seven thirties already. Yeah, and then if you get a strong field and they do, you know, strong field, not, not draft, but work together. Yeah, probably chop. I think like if you had a repeat of the last time when the record was the early record when you had the four German guys just all you know those fast cyclists blitzing it. Yeah, still a lot. Ten minutes is a lot to take off. Yeah, well, we but the ten minutes into, in the last weeks happened. You get into the eight thirties, I think. Great. Very impressive. Well, the thing is, is that it's, are we at a time of a changing of guards finally? You know what I mean? Like, if you kind of think as, you know, in the last few years, you kind of had that Peter Reid transition, and then over the last few years, you've had the Mackies and the Crowies, and, you know, sure. they're kind of the older ITU guys coming through. And Mecca has kind of talked about, you know, these young guys coming through are going to be the next generation. Are sure, we at course, that moment? athletes are coming through. Yeah. Is it, is it, but well, I think it's a, maybe another year after the Olympics, I think we'll see another another little push coming through but most of these guys that are coming through now are post Beijing mm. so you had uh, I don't think Ray Lert raced in Beijing I think he definitely raced in uh, Athens but you know you got the likes of um, who's, who's our Danish friend that we, we made crack Rasmus, kind of, Rasmus Henning yeah. um, Dirk Bockel guys like that are sort of really starting to come through so uh, yes I think they'll keep coming through the, as the money keeps getting better they're going to keep flicking through um, and sports just in general just getting more and more competitive so it's like well yes and no because we have to talk about how races are going well we're not getting the fields are pretty weak but I think you're seeing there's more the top, there's top, more good athletes yeah top, top end guys is. but as, as we get more, more more and more races yes they're going to spread a bit thinner so exciting times exciting racing let's just hope they can certify those courses Ellie Huntington 
from New Zealand. She pulled off a sub ten. 9.52. Nice. Love your work, Kelly Hollington. So whilst I think the, the guys, uh, Ray Lert's performance was uh, was pretty incredible. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. The girls' side of things was, was well, also very okay. interesting. So Christy Wellington, you know, I always said last week she's never taken a step back in her career. And and, and to me, you kind of start to think, well, it's going to have to happen sooner or later. You know, like, mm-hmm. she, she's obviously going to keep progressing, but she doesn't seem to have had a bad day yet. No. At all, and mm-hmm. so to come back from last year where she broke the world record significantly at about eight to nineteen, yep. you kind of thought, well, it'd be pretty tough to break it this time, and, and she well, wished it did. Not all of us thought that. Most of us, no, some true, of us were thinking, true, true. I, I thought she'd just chip a little bit off. True, John, you're yeah, right, and, yeah. and you're right. Thank what you. What did you predict? I predicted eight. 16, I think. Uh, but you see, I didn't know about the, the, the oh, extra bike course, so I was exactly... I'm only hearing excuses. I was, I was bang on. Okay, so pretty phenomenal result. You know, she beats her own record by about a minute. But really, if you look at it, it's the marathon time, which is absolutely freakish. Yeah. I mean, her p- p- proportionately, um, you'd say, Ray Lert's splits were... His, well, she ran a 240 that proportionally was probably a bit slower than, say, his swim and his bike, which yeah. were pretty impressive. Chrissy, on the other hand, very solid swim, 49-49. 440 on the bike and I'm not being critical here but that's probably a little on the slow side I don't, don't know what she rode last year but a 244 marathon that is, that is ridiculous man. when Raylert only ran a 240 four minutes slower than you know the guy who is well he's second best in the world in terms of his time um, from Kona last year but 244 is staggering well, she, I wonder what run splits she had I wonder how, how overall in run splits where she got because you've oh, got fifth would, overall. I'm, I'm, I can almost guarantee without looking through his splits, it was second fastest runs, but I can't imagine. Wow. Um, <clears throat> it was just, and I think she finished fifth overall, was it? Or yeah, fifth she got sixth overall. So, only a little bit quicker than last year, but still, it's that, that, run, it's that is, run split. You know, you need, someone like Marinda Carfrey's probably sitting back prior to this race going, look, yeah, realistically, I, ca- I can't be Chrissy, but hey, I might be able to outrun her. Yeah. Um, you know, she's swimming, laying it down, swimming is she? strong, biking is sensational, running. You know, I've got the course record in Kona. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the fastest in the world, whatever, 2.53, I think it was last yeah. year. 2.44 is just crazy fast. I suppose, you know, nowadays with technology, people who did the race, if you hit the GPS on, let us know. Mm. Or you thought about the what the <clears> distance is. Um, well, if it was short, I'm sure people would have already put it on the net somewhere. Yes. Yeah. 244, yeah, it's just... I, Even if the bloody course is 2K short on the run, that's still insane yeah. fast. I mean, she's running at um, sub four-minute Ks, so... Yeah. Very impressive. Just phenomenal, eh? Like, mm. we are seeing one of those athletes who is just a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. Like, mm. we're, we're quite lucky in our sport because we did a pooler, you know, mm. in a short period to have two athletes this strong... Um, and, and the good thing about our sport is it's not a team sport like if you look at the Michael Jordans of the world like Michael Jordan was phenomenal but he also had an amazing team around him mm-hmm. and so you know if you took away the Scotty Pippins and that of the of his teammates maybe he wouldn't have been such a great player but with someone like Chrissy you know like it's all her mm-hmm. like, just insane so she took the race out splits were 49-49 440 on the bike and 244 on the run uh, Julie Wagner, was, she managed to sneak into second place, passing Rebecca Keat on the run, and she did an 8.56, so good solid sub nine. Rebecca Keat did 8.59. Um, good to see Belinda Harper there in fourth place. Kiwi girls sort of trying her hand at racing pro with a 9.06, and Belinda Granger was in fifth place in 9.12. Ellie Hollington, sub 10. Sub Love 10. you, Kelly. Love you all. So, whilst, whilst sub, sub, sub nine is certainly... 
noteworthy. Rebecca Keat has been a lot quicker than that. Yeah, she before. went about 8.36, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. So, so it was, really was a one-horse race, and we now have some new world-best times, which yeah. is very good to see. Okay, we also had Ironman Switzerland happening last weekend, Jumbo, and... That one up there, yeah. one up here, yep. And Ronnie Shieldnick, again, fifth time in a row, took the race out. He was under the pump from Matthias Hecht on the bike. And what Matthias happened to in the run, did he? He, he faded on the run. He put in, Matthias Hick put in a very solid swim, 51 minutes, and then rode at 4.35 on the bike. I think his lead at one stage was out to about four and a half minutes. Yep. Uh, and, then, and apparently Ronnie Shieldnick was struggling on the bike. He said he felt like rubbish. But then uh, he managed to run a 2.48, and Hick, uh, Matthias Hick uh, faded fairly. He, he basically blew up and said he was just hanging on for dear life. It, it, it takes you back to Christy. I know different courses, different horses, but, you know, like, when you're seeing a 240, you think, yeah, it's a good solid run. You know what I mean? Like, you know, normally when you see when we look at the results, you go, okay, 250, okay, average, 240s, low 240s, anything under 245 is pretty phenomenal. Mm. And that's for the males. Yes. You know, and Chrissy pulled off at 245. <sighs> so Ronnie Shilnick swam 53, rode 436, ran 248 for an 819, which is not a bad time on that course. Um, Clement Alonso McKenna had a blazing run um, ran a 2.41 which ran him up into second. second place and had Chrissy not been around that would be we'd be going holy crap that's one of the best <laughs> yeah. runs you can see Matthias Hecht has said fate you know good good Give him credit. I mean, he bloody went for the win. Uh, he's probably uh, and he ended up running a three hundred one, and he's a much better runner than that. So he did an eight thirty, and that was sort of the story of the day. Girl side of things, pretty interesting race on the girls because we always know that Karen Thurig is um, a weak swimmer, and she did a one hundred two in the swim. Although I'm saying that, John, it looks like a lot of the women were weak swimmers. Like only in the top ten. Only one went sub, sub an hour. Mm. Amy Marsh got 55 and everyone else was over an hour. And the, the guys sometimes were sort of 50, 51, so that, you know, it's not, obviously was not a fast swim course, but anytime you're swimming over an hour for a pro athlete, um, it's, you're classified as, a, as Go on, to the, on the weak side. Go to the pool, John. But she's always, Karen Thurig's always very strong on the bike road, 451, which is very impressive. Um, but she did not have a huge lead over Amy Marsh, and Karen Thurig's, ace card as she's just an axe on the bike and so coming off the bike she did not have a massive lead um, it was only a couple of minutes but then she put in a good solid run 306 and came home in a 903 which again for that course is uh, is very good you know 43 minutes behind the top guy which is um, which is pretty good and this is going to be her last year of racing. She's 39, going off to Kona. I think she got a, um, can't remember where she finished last year, but she certainly had some good top 10 finishes. And Amy Marsh in second. Amy Marsh backed up from last week racing Austria and managed to finish in second place. And in third place, who also backed up from um, Austria. Austria, was Erica, how was her name? Uh, Ichimor. Ichimor. Ichimor, <laughs> according to our translation last week. So I was sitting here last week going, oh, oh these bloody Iron Man entries, you know, nobody's, yep. they're entered and know they're not going to turn up, up. And they all turned up. So those two girls. Shame on up. you, John. Shame oh, on man, you. Shame on me. Impressive for those girls. She ran to 9.36, which is not quick for her, but still backing up two weeks in a row. She'll crank herself well up the uh, the Kona rankings and she should be sweet for a, for a start in Kona. Other thing about Switzerland, um, I just noted, because I went onto the live coverage and the race hadn't started and they had a bit about the 51.50 race there and old Macca was racing in the 51.50. Yep. And uh, he got third, didn't he? got third, but the picture... So wait a second, third, third, what kind of field? 
it wasn't great. Uh, the guy that he beat, what was it? the guy who was fourth is not bad. So it was not a certainly was not a top league field, but the guy that he beat was he was a Swiss guy. Can't remember his name, but it was not a bad performance. But the pic, the picture you never want to see when you're in a in the fifty one fifty series is not non drafting. But the picture you never want to see when you're in an elite race, a short course elite race, is a picture of you with nobody else around you on the bike. Yeah, because that means you haven't Maka. had a very good swim, and that was a picture of Macca. So uh, it was not a bad performance, um, but I still think his sounds like his swim is. Um, not on fire. Okay, I'm going to talk to you. Make issue. He's, he's on the. I'm pretty sure he's on the start list for Hamburg this weekend. He's, I certainly saw his name on a start list for one of the World Championship Series races coming up. So next next race for him. We'll I wonder if goes. ITU are loving it because really at the end of the day, he's actually providing a lot of profile to ITU. Like if you look to America, if we often say how Ironman's the sport mm. in America and ITU really mm. struggles. You know, that'd be wise in a way to actually give him as many entries as possible. I know maybe under the rules, yeah. But you yeah. know, it's kind of like Lance coming to Iron Man. You know, it's exposing mm-hmm. a you know a big profile person to a sport that's could do with that profile in America. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if they're kind of anti him being there or if they're actually in, in favour oh, of it. No, uh, I don't think they'd be anti at all. Okay, <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah. It is interesting. The Mecca thing is, I was talking about it some the other day, and it's kind of like to me. Knowing, you know, I've, I've met Maker a few times and I've talked to him, and, and you know, like the thing is, he's not a mug. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, and and if anything, he's a real, he's a real scientist at the sport. You know, when you talk to him about, he, he knows what every competitor's doing. He knows, he, he knows the splits. He's so. I don't think he did this unless he felt he had a chance. And I know, I know deep down, he probably knew it was a pretty tough chance. But yeah, you know, like I don't think it's just trying to get some PR or anything. It all comes down to swim. <laughs> I think yeah. he knows that he's a good enough uh, runner to be competitive with the middle of the pack athletes. Um, he's certainly fine on the bike, but it all comes down to swim, and that would be the unknown. As he's probably just gone into it thinking, well, "My swim's not good can enough. I sharpen it can up I, enough can I time? sharpen enough?" And at this stage, he hasn't. Um, so this is where I'm curious. When do you have to qualify by? Well, the, it's all, all a bit different for all the countries. Um, I don't know when the qualifying points cut-off cut off is, but Australia will probably... Australia will definitely have two athletes qualified. They, sh- they probably will have three athletes qualified because of the way Sexton's been going. So the country, they qu- you qualify slots for your country, so Australia will have three slots, yep. and it's just down to them when they bloody pick who they want to send. Okay. Um, and there's... There are some criteria, but if, if if they wanted to pick Macca, as long as he's got some points, I'm pretty sure they can just pick him. Oh, okay. Um, good old Anna Cleaver. Here we go. A third net race as well. There you go. Nice. Um, uh, a few other races at the weekend. Portland Rev 3. And Kiwi Graham O'Grady took it out. Oh, and stuff. Meredith Kessler took out what the distance? girls' race. Uh, half. Okay. Half. One one thing I want to say about the Rev Three, and I know we've, we normally we often don't talk about halves a lot if we're um, long on news, is um, I thought I'm going to go onto the site because I know one of the things Rev Three prides themselves on is their race coverage. Next level coverage, John. It was bloody good. You go onto the live coverage page, and for most of us, you know, we're not going to sit there unless it's Kona and watch four to five hours of live no. coverage. No. So on their um, on their live coverage page, they had about five or six different little icons with um, TV screens and you could sort of watch it. the latest wrap of the bike, the latest wrap of the run. So you could basically oh, go so through... The editing as it's going along and yeah. actually making a good little package. And they had a little um, a little one which had the, the finish line shot so you could watch the live finishing. So it really looked... Um, Who's backing them, John? Because they're doing a pretty professional job and this is, stuff is and they don't, cheap. They don't have a naming sponsor. Um, Rev3 is the brand. 
So they've got some good sponsors, but it's not like it's the Adidas Rev 3 yeah, series or no, anything. No. I think they're, they're choosing smart locations, and I'd imagine they'll be getting plenty of backing from them when you hold it at theme parks and things like that. Just think, like, they've got lots of little sponsors down here. Mm. As in on the, I'm just looking at their website right now, and they've got lots of kind of, you know, your typical triathlon sponsors. But, mm. you know, like... They're obviously doing a pretty great job, and the feedback we get from their events is really good. Yeah. So, and they're paying good prize money. They're paying good prize money, and it sounds like they're choosing good courses. And I think a lot of it has to probably go back to Heather Golnick, who's sort of one of the, I don't know if she owns it, but she certainly one, seems to be one of the kind of figureheads. figureheads. And that's what you need. You need these pro athletes going, right, what do athletes really want from races? Yeah. Not going, right, where can we just go and put on a race? You know, I want to race, I want to. Want an experience? I want a cool course. I want the pros to be sort of picked up and use them, and um, and they, they seem to be doing a really good job. So Yankees, get onto it. Looks looks like a good deal. Mm, good times. Okay, uh, uh, this weekend we've got no iron distance races coming up. But we've got Ironman. What was it? Avia. Avia Vine. In America, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. In New Zealand, we pronounce it Avia Vineman yeah. seventy point three. They've got a really good field, John. I think it's. I was talking to Dave from there. And you're saying as he thinks it's the best 70.3 field. It's certainly strong. Yeah. Um, and the course is great. It's good prize money. You know, uh, I think it's 50,000 US prize money. So it's 8,500 US for first, which is as good as you'll get at many Ironmen around mm. the world. Uh, so you've got Kieran Doe Racing, you've got Matty Reid, Andy Potts, Chris Liedo, Miranda Carfrey, Leander Caves. So really, it looks like quite a deep field as well. Yeah. Yep. So semi point three this weekend. It's always on a nice Check course. Check out Man. Um, and do they have the Vineman race as well this weekend? Not the long one, no. No, that's August, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, then John's ITU update. What's happening, Jumbo? Yesterday we had Bevan Doherty take out the latest round of the World Cup. So the World Cup is the sort of second tier. Why is he racing race? that? Well, it's, just, it's a race. It's a build-up for London. It's convenient for him. It's in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get good points and still good prize money. But it, you know, there's only eight World Championship Series races, so do all of them. Back in the day before the World Championships, it was World Cup races, wasn't it? World Cup, and there was there was more of them. Um, so it's a bit like Iron Man. You, didn't get, you often didn't get all the head-to-head. So yeah. now what they've done is they're going, right, we're only going to have, uh, let's see, the seven or eight races, and you do get everybody turning up pretty much at every race. Which is mm, I know awesome. it's a subject we've probably talked about in the past, but it, it is that whole... It sucks that we only get one day where we, we get one day where everyone mm. can test themselves, and it also sucks that every time they test themselves, it's on the same course in the same conditions. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it would be awesome if you had those four, you know, Rote, Hawaii, you know, one of the real tough courses. You know, four races a year, which where the strong athletes could come through, and just to see a mix of athletes, really well, even the top a, dudes. Even if there's only two, you know, I mean, even, yeah. even though they went for. Germany, they just went for broke and they said, right, we're paying 30 deep here yeah. and we're going to pay lots for first and uh, and even if you, f- if you finish 10th, you still get a good prize, yeah. prize purse. It's, it's, it's all about the money. It's all, it's about, all the money. about the money. Okay, so, so what John? Bevan Doherty took out last round of the Cup. Woo. Um, so good for him. He needed some points and New Zealand needed some points as well to get our ranking up, so it's good for Are we going to get three in? Uh, no, no, not at this oh. stage, certainly not. Um, oh. I, I'm... Yeah, we need to really do some, some work. We need our guys to pull their fingers out. Even to get two? Uh, we should be okay with two. Bevan and Gem will, will get there, but we need our, our, the rest of them to start cranking it. Sharpen up, boys. So he, he took that out. Um, what's his name? Uh, American fella, Hunter Kemper. He was in third, and there was a Frenchie in second. Um, gentle, the Aussie girl, Ashley Gentle, machine runner, current world short course 
champion for juniors she took out the girls race and she's the fastest runner in the sport like she's sort of on snowstorm level but her problem is she's not a very good swimmer so she often mixes and misses uh, the pack that's okay so and also I've got to give a big, big ups to um, Slow Twitch because they're, they cover, they're starting to cover some of the French Grand Prix races oh, really? um, just putting the results up there and French Grand Prix is basically like World Cup standard you know you've got your yep. World Championship Series French Grand Prix you get the big kahunas racing really? and, it's, um, and it's short court it's, it's Sprint distance racing, it's very, very, very fast. You had Brownlee, the Brownleys again taking first and second there, and Emma Moffat taking out the girls. And coming up this weekend, we've got the Dextro Energy World Championship Series race in Hamburg, which is always a massive uh, weekend of racing, and yeah, Macca is down the start list again. Uh-huh. So three big weeks in a row in Germany. You've got Rote, then you got Hamburg, and then you got Ironman Frankfurt the weekend after. Bring it's it triathlon. on. Heaven in Germany right now. Yep, loving the triathlon. Okay, John, let's talk about a sponsor, Athlinks.com. Tell me about it, John. So, if you're a Yankee Doodle Day uh, and you want to get yourself some compression gear, Athlinks have just noticed. Yankee Doodle Day. Athlinks have just got a new sponsor on there. So, CEP, which is compression socks uh, that I use as well. Um, Andy Potts uses them, John. Andy Potts uses them. You can get a 10% discount. Just go into Athlinks.com and around the outside, they've sort of got their sponsorship deal and if you use the code uh, Athlinks when you click on that Andy Potts if you go into Athlinks guys just go and just check out this photo he looks like an animal look at that he is a big unit we, we interviewed him briefly after look at his arms he's a, he's a he looks swimmer. like a bodybuilder yeah we all look like runs in our sport and he can run fast you know yeah. he's he's had some amazing short even a, a drafting Olympic distance he's had some amazing run splits you know he's right outrun people like Bevan Doherty and stuff not when they're on absolute fire but he's had top 10 finishes in good solid yeah, races very good solid real races. fast guys and he's a big unit man just look at those arms John I'm, I'm looking at them oh man look at reminds me of my own to be honest so my <laughs> me my own um, so if you go into athlinks.com click on the outside there use the code athlinks and it goes off to a compression company website and you get a 10% discount and the CEP stuff is it's, you've got them haven't you yeah they're, 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 they're the real McCoy they're sort of the, the original, real McCoy the original the guys McCoy. that really got them out there and uh, quality stuff do you like, well, see, the thing is, John, do you like it how Andy Potts has got them, where you've got a bit of a gap between your socks and your... I have not tried them, but... Uh, but do you have the ones that go right down to the, the feet? Socks. The What do they call those? The shackles or the... You know, I like, just call them socks. Oh, no, the stirrups. Sort of. Stirrups, John. No, no, I've got the, the socks, socks. Ah. It's like a sock. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about those calf things. They seem to be popular with the pros, mm. because obviously they're getting paid to do them, and... But uh, the ankle is the really the critical area to make sure you get some compression there. But I guess I've, I've figured it all out. Anyway, you if you wear those socks, ten you'll get arms like Andy Potts. That's right. I'm just, like, just squeezing so, right. so tight, that's what's your happened. muscles are just getting... the, the blood's just flowing up into his arms, and he's massive. Go on to Athlinks, go on. Just check out the photo. One other thing to get to do on Athlinks um, this week for everybody is just go onto their Facebook page, give them an I like. Crank up the membership there, and then you'll be updated on any Athlinks news on your Facebook profile. Athlinks.com. No, I did well there because I was joining. Hey, John, so last week we had discussion of the week, and we, we were wondering what you thought um, Christy would do in Challenge Road. And to be honest, most of us, most of us, e.g., me, I wouldn't even say most of us because I haven't actually looked at it, but me, I looked at it and I thought, well, she'll probably do about an 8.24, I think I said. John, you said 8.16. But then we factor in the extra 2Ks and that we call my time, we call mine an 8.18 and we call yours an 8.26. So there we go. So I was right. No, you should have done your, you should have done your piece before the show, John. 
Um, but a couple of people did get it right. Okay, well, Richie, Richie Wang was first, first person gets it right. No, he was eight nineteen. She did eight eighteen. Oh, so he was sorry, very Richie. close. First sorry. up effort was uh, was not bad. Michael Scherner, um, nice eight eighteen. Well done. Yeah, I see. Nice. There was someone here. down the bottom that also got it. Eight eighteen. Jeff eight. Savage was pretty close. Eric uh, Fellbubble, yeah. um, eight eighteen. Eighteen. Isn't that exactly what she did? No, I think it was eight eighteen eleven, wasn't it? Maybe go back let's, and let's pull up the results a second so here we go here's here so yeah I think if we factor in the time 8, 18, 13 oh, pretty close but pretty close pretty that's close. a good effort and then Chris England also got in he was posted on Saturday so it was still in time oh that was posted afterwards so Chris England got 8, 18 as well a few 8, 19s Greg, uh, Gregor Hawks 8, 19 pretty close Okay, Holly Carroll, St- you're well off, mate. Eight twenty nine, <coughs> sharpen up. Holly Stevens at eight oh nine fifty nine. So I see, yeah, who was who was worse off? So eight oh nine was Kai McBride eight forty. Eight forty, crikey. Yeah, DNF Rob Dallymore. Come on, Rob. She no. didn't DFF, DNF. Cam Langsford also said eight fourteen. She'll just do enough to win. Just she under was... sub nine, Juan. Whatever. Come on, one. sharpen up. 8.14. Oh, no, that's too low. No. Zani Morrison pretty close with 8.17. Yeah, so... Interesting times. Again, it was a pretty amazing performance. Okay. When's a bad performance going to come? Well, the thing is, it doesn't have to. Like, she's an athlete. She can still train. She can still get better. Mm. Like, it's going to have to happen eventually. Mm. But does she keep coming back? And and I suppose if we go back to Brett Sutton, you know, you know, when we talked to Brett about her and he was saying, you know, he thinks she's... she's Working too hard all the time in every race. Should just be winning. Yeah. And if anything, what's going to kill you long term is the hard run, isn't it? You know, like mm-hmm. if, if you could, if you could pull off like Ray Lurt and do a four eleven on the bike, mm-hmm. and then do you know he did four four two forty on the runs, which is still a solid run. But yeah. let's say he just went okay. I'm going to do a, a two forty eight run, yeah. which would be pretty easy for him. Yeah. You know, he's conserving himself. Whereas Chrissy, if, to go that fast is. Hard on your working body, it, man. Working it, smashing it. Okay, we've got a great email through from um, Gavin Rogers, Grade Three coach. He always has in his. Uh, yep, he's nice. a triathlon coach. Tweaky, I think we call. Tweaky, yeah, yeah, we did. We call Tweaky, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he's got a, a, a dilemma, John. Yes. And, and it's a really interesting. Do you want, I'll, I'll make it bigger. I'll read it anyway, but I'll make it bigger because it is pretty small. He says, "Okay, please take time to read this, as I think it's the way the sport is going, and it n- needs to stop." To be put just drafting. Okay. Real love the podcast as always. Love your work. Just a thought I would share some info and get your thoughts or make uh, this discussion of the week before Germany on the 24th. So you've done your work here. Yes. Nice. Uh, drafting an Ironman, should you do it to get a Kona slot as everyone else is doing it? And if you don't, you will miss out. Here are some stats on Ironman Austria. 2008 in the 40 to 44 age group went under nine hours. Nobody went under nine hours. Oh, no, sorry. Hours. Nobody went under nine hours. 2009, uh, same age group, uh, still nobody went under 9 hours. 2010, two people went under 9 hours. 2011, eight people went under 9 hours. Their bike splits were 4 hours 45 and under of the top 30 in the age group. Over 25 of the athletes went under 4.50. I know Austria is a fast course, but not that fast for this age group unless they were drafting, and most of these guys also ran around 3.15 or under, and the top six ran 2.50 to three hours. I mentioned this as Stephen Lord did Ironman Austria, and in his blog mentioned the amount of drafting going on in the swim a 50 meter, uh, and swam a 50 minute 17th overall, 
and a 459 bike and a 321 swim as he is an honest athlete his time is honest and he had done this the previous years he would have got to Kona slot check out his blog blah 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 I'm sure we won't mention me minding this so I've been dreaming of getting training to get my ass off to go to Kona slot in Germany since I started triathlon 17 years ago this is my fifth Ironman and my first attempt at Kona qualifications I have the tool to get to the, the times required without drafting to get a slot and I hope to but anything uh, this can happen on a day but his question is if you saw a peloton of athletes riding by what should you do I think it's important to read Stephen's blog as the draft busters were there at the time and did nothing I myself did Austria in 2008 and managed a time of 9.32 and had the peloton come by me I stayed my 10 metres behind them but all I got was the watch, was the draft, watcher watching, uh, draft buster watching me and not doing a thing about the guys drafting probably because I was the British guys who knows I think it definitely was your palm. If you weren't a palm, Gavin, you would be. Yeah. They wouldn't have even looked. They probably just, would have put you on the motorbike and yes. got you out front. Yeah. Okay, well, if, so, you're, if you're riding the Tour de so, France, so, so, if you're riding the Tour de France, I'd just crash into you yeah, and knock you into a barbed wire fence. I've been given in contact with the Tour de France. What yeah. happened? It's been a lot of crashes. Really? Is it a just lot. unfortunate? Uh, not really. When you get sideswiped by a television car, that's that's, yeah. that's was that's, it that's, pretty serious stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Did it take out anyone significant? Uh, well. Not really, he was in the breakaway, <laughs> but uh, he got smoked. Really? Car was going to crash into a tree, swerved basically, and just took out the rider. And he went flying off the side of the road into a barbed wire fence. Uh, but that's going to happen in the Tour de France, isn't it? Oh, no, well, you get the, crashes. The cars not, and stuff, they're mm, all around the place, aren't they? This was particularly bad. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. Okay, so the, so the question is, John, you, you, you've, you've dreamt for 17 years you wanted to get to Kona. You know, you're a pretty bloody decent athlete, you're done nine and a half. You know you're in that range that's going to get you there. <clears throat> on race day, the the draft pack goes by you. Mm-hmm. Do you jump on board knowing that probably that if you don't, it could be your Kona Sock gone? Yes. What would you do? We're doing this next oh, week. Well, I'd like to talk about You them. always try to put me in the shit by asking me first. <laughs> I don't. You don't. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I just feed it to you, John. Okay, Bevan, we'll put yours out there. If you're, you're, a, you're an Iron Man... Um, it's a hard question, you've had, a, you've had a sensational swim. Yes, uh, yes. Because you, you, you've been in the situation which is, you know, you, you're normally probably behind out of the swim yep. relative to the, the yeah, other my field. competing yep. with. Um, and you've had a sensational swim. You're three minutes ahead of where you plan to be and a group of, say, about eight to ten people come past you. Um, yeah, what do you do? I didn't draft. I can say that. I was going to say, as an Ironman, when I was in, when I was competing, there was one time. Let's say the pack's a bit bigger. Let's say it's say it's twenty. I think well, the reason I'm asking is I think we're going to get a lot of people coming onto this and saying, oh, "I never drive." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reality is slightly different. I think. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't. I remember. Th- I, I do have to say, and I know it wasn't twenty, but when I was doing Ironman New Zealand one year, there was about eight of us who were working really well, and there was a couple guys in there who were just. <laughs> sitting on the back and drafting mm-hmm. and I got angry at them but I didn't mm. you know I wasn't going to do that yeah it's a tough one John we'll, we'll, we'll leave it to next week I'll give myself yeah, a week give think, give think, yeah. I don't think I'll do it be, you've got to be honest when you get out there and put these comments on there yeah, don't just take the high moral road one. of course all of us are going to say oh I wouldn't draft but let's let's be realistic because if this has happened to you because it's for me I got to Kona easy you know like my first time I tried to qualify I got there and so for me I didn't really have that dilemma of having to and, and when I was racing I didn't I, like I didn't, wasn't worried about the people around me. I just did my own race, and luckily I kind of managed to win my age group. Mm. And yeah, it's a tough one. Okay, we'll talk about it next week.
It can be this week's discussion. I never go ahead anyway, John. Right. Okay, uh, age group of the week. So we're going to pull off the right results again. Um, you can start talking, John. Yes. So we need. I, I put a post on our Facebook page uh, a couple of days ago. We need some age group of the week. So there's been lots of Ironmans happening recently, and you, you're not sharing the love, people. So what's happened to the, well, you guys? You know, back in the day, you'd always give love to your friends. You've just yes. got selfish, haven't they? Yes. You know, only think about yourself. Yes. So Jeez. let's. We, we need some. Um, some, oh, some people have got some some good stories, and they're put on an honest effort and they've had a really great race. They don't need to be winning their age group but they just need to some sort of reason why they should be. An angle to come from, John. We need angles. We need angles. Yes. Like 90 degrees. Yes. Or 180. Have we gone girls? Yes, we've gone girls. Girls over 50. So I thought, old school, let's go back to to road and let's see who was the fastest. Well, back in the day, John, we used to, before we had fans, yes. before you had any listeners, because we never actually had listeners for the first hundred shows, you guys yes. were trickers. Yeah. And uh, and before we had listeners, we we used to just go to websites and just pick up random people and go, oh, that's a good effort, Let's, that can be our age Winner group. of the 35, 39 yeah, 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 that's right. And so because you guys have been slack, but that's what we're doing this week. So, John, you just said go to age 50 for women. Yes. And to be honest, time was pretty close between first and second. Very close. Very close. Under um, one, one minute. One minute. And who took it out, Jombo? Ursula Marty from Switzerland did yeah. an 11 and won by one minute. She swam a 1.24, she rode six hours, and she ran 4.05. Nice round, sort of fairly round. Could have been a little bit faster in a swim. Could have Probably been more 110 for that split. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm thinking you'll be about right. Yeah. It's a good solid finish. She wins her age group in 11 39 Yep. And that's good. You'll do the mean as well. We'll do the mean as well. We'll do the mean as well. Okay, I'll take it to 50 men. Yes. Okay, wait a second. Men, 50 over 50. So I'm quite interested to see what this will be, actually. 19, John. Nineteen. <laughs> Joachim Grugin. Bloody Germans, man. They know how to race. Roll Joachim. Over 50. <laughs> so we did an hour seven swim. A 444 bike. Crikey. A 3.14 run. First, no, oh, 19. He would have been breathing down your neck, Bevan. Oh, it would have been. Oh, no. If it wasn't raining, I would have gone 8.30, <laughs> John. Let's be honest about this. Really? Wow. 19 for a 50-year-old. That's moving. What do you reckon you'll be doing at 50? If you're still training at a decent level. That's a good question. I would, I wouldn't, I would certainly not 19. No. I would, I'd be thinking more like sort of... 320, 325 run. My bike's always going to be a bit weak, so 5, maybe 515. What's that giving me? That's 8, it's about 840, 850, and then uh, an hour swim. I'd be sub 10. Let's go sub 10. Yeah, we'll get sub 10. Sub what does Malin can still go sub 10, can he? That's a good point. I mean, he's, he's a, he sets the benchmark, and he has. Yeah, he does set the benchmark. Although I think sub, all Joachim sub, does Some team might be a little optimistic. <laughs> but Lena so, has a bit more wear and tear than us. On his, on his back. Yeah. If he had freedom on his back, he'd be... Yeah, because he can still run if he's not injured. Yes. Yeah, he just he can swim and he can bike like a bloody machine. Yeah. It's just that run. Yeah, it's that run. So well done to 50-year-olds in Germany. Impressive racing. And if you're older than 50, you know, if you're girl, younger than 15, you're... The girls need to sharpen up, actually, if we say this. Because yeah, because the 11 hours, 30 wasn't... The, yeah, we say normally... You're in your pros, you're looking around about an hour. Yep. Around about an hour. So if they can go 19, girls should be going 10 10. That's fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fast. It'll get you a bloody top 10 in most Ironman. <laughs> but since, okay, so here's a, here's a good question. Does that change as time goes on? Because, okay, you go pros, you kind of go, okay, the guys, and there's normally about a 40 to, 50 to an hour, basically, yep. isn't it, between the top guys and top girls? Unless Christy's racing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then it's in like 20 minutes. Um, so. 
And then, you know, like generally we need to look for an hour, but does that, does that split go longer as we age up? Well, it shouldn't because, you know... But it does tip- tend to, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think that this is prob- probably the reason for it is you get your guys who go through their midlife crisis in their, in their sort yep. of 40s and then they take this extremely seriously or they've, you know, maybe semi-retired, done well in life and... and uh, got a lot of time gone, not, gone, not well in life, gone well in their business careers and they retire when they're sort of 50-ish or 45 and they really crank the training. So and also, don't see that so much with things. For a lot of females, they have to pull away their children and stuff. So, mm. you know, like there's, there's the transition period of life where they, you know, can't train as much as... It's funny, you don't see many... Well, I, in, in my life, I be careful here. No, no, you don't see, seem to see many women who take it to the extremes that you see guys taking it when you know there's plenty of guys out there examples guys in their 40s and 50s who go extreme with their training they're Gary Bridges of, yeah, yeah yeah but or, or they pull back right pull right back from work and and um, they more or less become sort of full time age groupers you don't seem to see that so much in females maybe females aren't as stupid as men this could be a good point, <laughs> good point. actually I'm going to get some brownie points here John females aren't as stupid yeah. as men okay then so uh, sponsor Extreme Endurance. Put music on yet, John. Okay, put some music on. Oh, uh, well, no, we'll do it. We'll do it for okay. Coach's Corner. Extreme Endurance. What do you want to talk about, John? So remember the code IMTALK if you want to get yourself some Extreme Endurance. And um, use the code IMTALK, you get 20% discount. And if you're outside of America, you can, that discount code will more or less pay for your, your shipping. Um, so if you don't, if you want to order it outside outside those areas, you can... Um, so wait a second, so you go to the website, up. let's talk them through it. So you go to the website and you go, you have a look and you go, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. You've watched the video, you've read the sections, you've looked at the 50k challenge, you've checked out all the products. Click on products. I'm going to click on the products, John, because they've got the testing for banned substances. And then you basically get your list of products. If you just okay. want to get a stock standard extreme endurance. Okay, I'm going to buy now, John. Buy I've bought now. now. Yep, and then I click on buy now and I go through to buy now and then it takes me through to the buy now page and then it goes continue shopping and then it goes through to and then you basically just put your code in put your code and you're away <laughs> John saved me there because I stuffed up and pushed on the wrong button yeah. oh but look at this John they've even got a travel pack. travel pack which we talked to Sandy a little bit about there if you don't want to take obviously your whole bottles and then sometimes a little bit of a challenge taking all that sort of stuff through customs um, so as we said with Athlinks as well um, share the love a little bit with them on Facebook give them an I like and then you need to make sure you're cranking the extreme endurance for your, your run up in Abel Tasman. Yeah, I might actually start there. I'm kind of thinking I might do the Melbourne Marathon. Oh. Maybe. You've got Albert set the new best time out I there. I don't think I'm up to that, to be honest. Yeah. No, like, it's just I can kind of see that, like, uh, this September race I'm doing, I, I'm not going to get solid training, but I can kind of use it as a, to build my base. Yeah. And then maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe in Melbourne. I'm not sure, but I'll be using it if I do. Yeah. Because it's the last marathon, my legs just went, no, you've had enough. Yes. <laughs> so get on Extreme Endurance, use the code IAMTALK. While you're there, they've got bloody cheap um, gear, John. triathlon gear. You know, 35 bucks US for a um, sort of three-quarter zip. With pockets. Sort of short sleeve pockets. Great for stinking hot summer training. And if you need it, need a race top as well for carrying gear. It's all get onto it. Xendurance.com. Okay, John, here's some music. You went to Coach's Corner. They were Coach, the, uh, that's, that's the website of the week. Or music normally, isn't it? I just put music on. Okay, Coach's Corner. But you want to know the porno. He says he's going to make us some music nice. for the new studios. Nice. We're new still- studios, new music, new gear. It's all happening. It's, happening, it's all happening in the world of I Am Talk. Oh, John, this is a biggie. 
Yeah, as I said, this is the same. How do you say his name? Emmanuel Zimbaro. 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 No, Zimbrano, I think it is Zimbrano, actually. Yeah. Anyway, I sent it flipping ages ago, and I back didn't in, answer. Back in November 16, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he still listens to the show? He probably goes, these guys are full of crap. He's been said he'll respond in the next couple of weeks. Yes. And then John, a year and a half later. Can't put time frames on things. No, John tells me, <laughs> off if I ever respond to you and I say, oh, I'll do it next week. We won't. John always tells me if I get an email, I say, don't put a time frame on it. So, because he'll do it a year and a half later. Manny, Manny at, the, at the time of this email, said, I'm relatively new to triathlon, but now, now I'm a seasoned professional. He's gone sub nine. <laughs> and as expected, swimming has been troublesome for me. I've known, uh, I've known how to swim for some time, but it was only for the occasional trip to the pool or the beach to splash around and have a good time. My girlfriend picked me up a try book that gave me some technique tips. I've been trying to do kicking drills um, to spread the work across my entire body because I'm pretty sure that I'm powering through the water with my upper body only. After about two laps, my shoulders start to burn. Pretty oh. good. So in the book it says to kick from the hips, but how do I know if I'm doing it right? Last swim I did the drill, um, it suggests my quads were burning up, um, but it did not seem like they were really moving. I can swim, it's not great for competition and also wondering if I should continue to swim with more bad form while working on technique or swimming less with good form. John, this is a good question. It is, because kicking is extremely difficult for most people to get if you don't come from a, a, um, a swimming background. And part of the reason that sort of prompted this was what I'm going through at the moment with... Um, You're looking back at the dates? No, <laughs> also with the kids with their swimming at the moment... Um, so I take, we take our kids swimming lessons once a week and, and a lot of the drills you're doing at the moment are kicking based stuff yep. and you see what people would naturally try to kick like and, and they try to kick like they're running and it's all, yep. you know, they're from bending the, from their, their knees joint, yeah. and you know, their feet are coming way out of the water and, uh, and you're trying to, kick, to teach them to, to kick with a, with, a, with a straighter leg so it sort of prompted me to do this so, John, I suppose the question I do have is, now I know you'll have an answer so I'm just checking this at you playing the naive guy um, if if you're doing an Ironman traditionally with a wetsuit you're going to be up pretty high anyway mm-hmm. so your hips will be up and your body position is going to be better because it's floating you in that position mm-hmm. if you're doing that do you tend to kick less anyway? Yeah, hardly. You kick very little at all. Yeah. So, so, it, so, how important is kicking and training? Well, it's it's important in training because if you're swimming in a pool without a wetsuit, you don't have you, that buoyancy. You don't have that buoyancy, and then then you'll teach yourself bad habits. You'll be trying to do things to compensate for that. So, whilst I think for performance-wise in an Ironman, it is as you're right, it's not critical. Um, but for performance and and training and making sure that you set up good habits, I think it's important. The other critical thing is that, that people often ignore is, yes, we, we, we most of us are focused on Ironman, but short course side of things, kicking is important, especially when you're at the start of a race. Is this so you can beat people up? Yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, but when you often start, say, a short course race, a sprint distance triathlon, you'll kick very strongly to get off the line um, So it's about quickly. generating quick speed. Well, it's generating quick speed, but you're also tiring your legs out a lot, and if you don't practice it, all of a sudden you're no, but I'm saying when you're a short out. course, you, that's why yes. you, yeah, yeah. you get to get off the line quickly. So, I think one of Manny's first points that I want to, to highlight was um, he talks about kicking drills. Um, so you often you may see like the the total immersion sort of things, and you're supposed to swim like a fish, and you're kicking on your side without a board and all that sort of carry on. All good stuff, but man, that is really difficult to do if you're a complete novice swimmer to try to do some of those kicking drills without a coach on hand or somebody to give you feedback. You're almost going to be 
defeating the purpose because you're going to do it so wrongly that uh, you're not really going to be achieving. And, and the lot. problem is when you're new to it, like it's like all the sports, especially in triathlon, swimming is such a technical sport. Mm. And and like in any kind of new movement pattern, your awareness is going to be pretty terrible anyway. So you know, like you don't know how to get feedback on the movement anyway. So whereas like if you've been doing it for years, like if John if John went got went to the pool and a coach just watched him for a couple minutes, I'd say okay, you need to just you know not go across the line a little bit when you're swimming, and and John would just be able to do it because his body knows how to swim. But if you're totally new to swimming. You don't know what the crap your body's doing, and you might think you're swimming great, mm. and then but and that's the awareness. You're bang on the awareness thing. You know, I see people doing this, and they're going along. This they're, they're kicking like they're a flipping staple. They're not in a nice straight line. Yep. Their legs are completely not doing what they're, they're achieving to do. So if you want to go out there and do some kicking drills, I know it's not necessarily easy to go and get a coach, and it's and it's often um, costly to go and do that to get some one-on-one stuff. But you need some sort of feedback, and these days it's easy to get an iPhone and get your partner or somebody to go down there and video you. You know. What what you're supposed to be looking at because you can see it all on yeah iPhone you can see it all on YouTube and stuff um, but getting some sort of feedback if you're going to go through doing some kicking and maybe drills. if you need to find a good swimming squad in your area you know because most squads have all for all abilities just ask the coach just to have a quick look at a couple of your things while mm. they're taking the squad mm. so when it does come to the kicking um, side of things um, I'm not a big fan of kickboards but they're a very good way for Why not? adding that support it doesn't get your body in the right position okay, so you kind of arch because your arms are forward yeah but what it does do it means you've got that support so you can actually work on the kicking movement without drowning yep so I think <laughs> that's good because yeah. drowning's not a very good drowning option drowning's not a good look for, for advanced for advanced swimmers for the, a lot of the time I would recommend you do not use a kickboard you're kicking on your side you're kicking on your, your back you're kicking on your front and doing some sculling motions um, but if you're purely trying to work on the kicking movement a board is good um so in terms of how you're supposed to kick, you want to keep it um, pretty compact. If your legs start really splaying um, wide, you know, either below the water or coming out of the water, you're going to um, add extra drag and not really give yourself a lot of forward um, propulsion. And it's quite hard to, I find it quite hard to explain the whole kicking from the hips. But really what you want to avoid doing is big movements in your knees. So, so is it not, no, maybe not even kicking from your hips, but thinking stiff legs, mm. but without being too tense with it. We'll go, we'll go into that a little bit there, but yeah, you don't want that kicking movement just to be sort of your feet going forward and back. It does want to be generated from your sort of your hips and your thighs, and because that gives that's, that's where all your power is. If you look at most, well, a lot of sports, you know, golf and things like that, it's not just your arms doing the work. You know, it's your whole torso that gives you your core muscles that give you all that power to actually propel the propel the ball a long way. So you do need to use your um, your kick from your hips and using your your thighs. So if you watch some online footage um, of top swimmers you, and, and see the slow motion version of that, you'll sort of get what I mean a little bit. And the other part of that that you'll see is really how the top swimmers get their propulsion is sort of a whipping action with their foot. So their foot at the top of the, or the bottom of the, the sort of downstroke, their foot sort of whips like like you got to whip. Yep. And that's what gives them the good propulsion. Sound effects as well. Now for novices, um, that's really... Quite, quite difficult to, to, to get. Um, so what I suggest for most novices, when you are just learning how to kick, you start with straight legs. Now that is not the, the optimal one. By straight legs, I mean you keep your legs straight and you don't have any flex, so you're not going to really get that whipping action. But that's going to help you to sort of try to get that movement from your hips and your thighs. Um, the, the, the whipping actions, that's just going have, to have to come a little bit later. So you point your toes backwards. Um, a good thing to help with improving your ankle flexibility, which is 
directly related to that sort of whipping action with your feet is to do a bit of um, kicking with fins. Now the key thing with this is you don't want to be using the fins as a as a getting getting lazy sort of tool, which yeah, a lot of people do. They just put it on and just go up and down the pool. And especially when you're new to swimming, the one thing you've got to be careful is your tendons and your feet. So you've also just you know limited amount when you first start using them because they create so much more resistance on the foot, which can be bad. So, but the the advantage of them is they do help to get that feeling, that awareness of that sort of whipping action, and it improves your your flexibility a little bit. So Bevan's exactly right. Use them, but don't go overboard with them. Yeah, don't you hate it when you get people to do like a three case swimmer fins on? It's like, well, that's pointless. Yes, yeah, you know, gets the heart rate up, but yeah. yeah. So, um, and I guess probably the one other thing around the kicking is uh, you're really not looking to break the surface. You're looking to bubble your, the bubble the surface. You're not going to get any propulsion if your feet come out of the water. So it should just be creating a bubble. And as I said before, you're not going too deep. You're trying to keep it pretty compact. If you ever look at a, a good, really good swimmer, you're going to see their ankle flexibility is really good, and that helps with that sort of whipping action. It means that they do get some propulsion. Well, I thought we've had Hayden Woolley on the show in the past. He says for older swimmers, that's you know older guys mm. who haven't you know maybe come from an athletic background, yep. foot flexibility is their biggest problem. And if you come from a running background, yeah. And a really good way to to get your awareness of what we're talking about here, and this is for for all levels of swimmers, is. Try going to the pool and swimming with your feet in a cocked position, yeah. pointing your toes down, and you're all of a sudden it's resisting you, eh? yeah. It's resistance, and you just get so you actually realise that your, your kick is giving you a little bit of propulsion when you actually bring them into that cocked position. So, um, yeah, as I said, older people, ex runners, they really struggle to get this, um, and improving your ankle flexibility is important. Uh, and maybe we can do a section on that another time in terms of how to do that. But the fin side of things does help, but just sitting on your ankles um, in front of the TV and lengthening them out will help over time so that's a bit of stuff on on for novice um beginner swimmers for some of you guys who are a bit more advanced and want to do a little bit of work on your on your kicking um as i said earlier kicking on your side with no board rather than just always grabbing the kickboard that helps you get nice balance you want to make sure that you keep your body really nice and straight and that you are not just breathing to your side but you are actually floating on your side so that'll sort of help with that uh with getting that awareness of good rotation vertical kicking is something um, which is a bit fun obviously you're not cranking out the kilometers so you're looking at the end of your you know you look at your session at the end of the day and you go oh, well I didn't do 5k today I only did 4 because I spent yep. 15 minutes doing vertical kicking but Hayden Woolley on his Future Dreams CD has got some good stuff there you basically have your hands parallel to the water and you're basically kicking pretty hard like kind of like you're, you're playing water polo yep. and you can add rotations into that as well and it just sort of helps with your, your body rotation it's pretty skills. intense isn't it yeah it's great yeah, yeah. and you can have you can see things like that if you're, if you're a coach listening to this you can start to set up little competitions and uh, you know you can do like the water polo side of things where you're doing your freestyle kick really hard and then you get people to try to take their arms out of the water <laughs> and, they, and they, they start to sink and you've got to kick very very hard and you can have little competitions of that just saying for a bit of off season stuff and also some kick races John you like a bit of kick racing kick racing in Epic Camp I think that's one time you took me down did you take me down the I kick race I took you down the 50 metre swim John that was a timing malfunction no it wasn't that was a timing malfunction no look John just just swallow the pill <laughs> <laughs> just get over it, build a bridge. I know you don't get any sleep at uni night over it. Uh, no, I was terrible at the kick. Were you? Okay. Yeah, it was. It was, it was Michael Montgomery who impressed me because he did the, he did the bloody the butterfly kick. All oh, right. And he was still faster than anyone else. That was impressive. <laughs> so kicking races are a lot of fun, and um, and you can often, <laughs> and as we've said, you can often get people that are not the fastest swimmers. Yeah. Actually, perform quite well. So you can kind of just. It's funny because it's funny watching people's facials because they go hell for leather. 
but they're not going very fast. <laughs> you know, it's like a snail race. Yeah. They're kicking like crazy. I still think the funniest was was a guy called Michael Walker. He's a Kiwi. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. And he was in the first heat of this. We did three heats of um, 200 meters kick. And we did the first heat. He was in the first heat. He didn't finish his his 200 meter kick before the second heat had finished. This. <laughs> he took honestly, I think it, I can't remember how long it took him. But I think it was like 10 minutes to do 200 meters kick. So kicking race was a lot of fun. And um, for you guys who are maybe looking at doing some more short course um, work and looking to excel at that. I really encourage you to do some hard kicking in your swim. A good, good way to do that is maybe do, I don't know, 650s a fairly hard kick and then do a little bit of a, um, Short swim. A, an intense um, threshold sort of swim, a bit of easy swimming, then do another 650s kick and then maybe another sort of 500 to 1,000 metre main set. Um, so you're tiring those legs out because that is what you need to do to get off the line quickly in a short course triathlon. Love you. That was worth waiting a year and a half for. It was. The final one was, and this oh, is for, for, for everybody, is... Um, Sort of relates to kicking, as we said with Bevan, uh, in an Ironman race, you don't generally kick too much. Really encourage people as you're going through an Ironman swim is to every say every Stretch four or five hundred meters, pull your feet forward, yeah. flex them underneath your body, so you get that sort of cocked position. Just keep moving around for a little bit, and then just resume. Have to avoid cramping, eh? Totally, yeah. calf cramping is really common in the swim because you're doing four kilometres with your feet in um, yep, doctor position in one position for the whole way. Whereas when you're in training, you constantly it's constantly chaining because you're always uh, cut my finger. I know, but this is kicking. This is more important than oh, cutting your finger. But really, it's a weird one. Hey, look at it. Yeah, well, kick a bit more, and it might get better. <laughs> uh, but make sure you do flex those feet forward okay, back on. when you're in line. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're going to go, go to the airport. What time is no, the airport? Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Okay, well, can I put music on? Put music on. Okay, here we go. Website of the week. Of the week. Oh, wheeze. Yeah. Oh, we're not wheeze. Okay, we've got a couple here. Jared Walbridge, what's he sent through, John? We, th- we had this one. We mentioned it last week, but we didn't have a link on the site, I don't think. Um, and I'm not, I'm not scolding you, Bevan. Um, it's, it was from... Dirk oh, Bockel's I think we Dirk, just said it, didn't we? And yeah, it wasn't in the notes. Dirk, Dirk Bockel sent. I'm glad you're not scolding me. It wasn't in the notes, but um, Dirk Bockel oh, on his website, yeah, oh. he's got um, is liveandlettry.com. Live and let try. And Jared Wildridge sent this through. And it's basically a YouTube clip and a checklist of uh, packing your bike, uh, packing packing all your gear for a race. And he's got lots of good tips in terms of how to make it nice and compact and getting it basically getting everything into your bike box and still having it coming and even underway. with earplugs yep so he's got he's got basically about a 15 is that for sleep yeah yeah oh eye mask and earplugs walkie talkies he's got on there walkie talkies my wife um, Alicia and goes to me with most of my races and she and I can communicate this way with ha- without having to invest in cell phones in each country oh Oh, nice. Because that is like if you go off to do your registration, yeah. you check in your yeah. wife's hanging right, around. Yeah, and then you go pay $2 right. for a text, and you go, really, $2? Yeah. Because it does like 25 things. There you go. So basically, when he come, go, comes away from a race, or goes to a race where he's just more or less going to the race and coming back, he's got his, his bike box full of stuff, and he's got his Blue 70 sort of transition bag, and that is it. Wow. He, so yeah. he's got these, these, these pros and stuff. And they travel a lot to races. They've, yeah. got, they've got this down pat. It's an art good. form. It's it an is. art form, John. Okay, then uh, James, the Wise One Botel sent through Universal Sports uh, coverage of most Ironman ITU races. Now, admittedly, it probably is only American. I don't know if you'd be able to get it in New Zealand. No, you can watch it. Um, oh, you can? Yeah, so they've basically got all the 
Ironman coverage up there. If you want to get the ITU coverage, then you have to pay for it. Um, but most countries, you have to pay for it these days. Um, the other thing that he's got on there as well is... Loving the Tour de France is back on and hating not having a TV to watch it. So here are some internet links to get the content for you and the viewers out there with links to different coverage in different languages, even in New Zealand. So it's called Steep Hill TV. No, steephill.tv slash Tour de France slash number hash thingy we'll put a link on the side but the cool thing with it is as you said is you can watch the TV coverage because there's there's not so they're basically stealing it are they yeah I'm not quite sure how they get away with it (laughs) it's called stealing John yeah it's it's basically live streaming video and TV coverage (laughs) this thing fell off the back of the truck and I just found it I'm not sure how it turned up there I'm not quite sure how how it works but anyway because I was thinking I was thinking about doing a wind trainer this morning and we don't have a TV in our garage um, but I could have the tour is on when I'd be on the wind trainer at like 5 o'clock in the morning I could just get my laptop out and I could have streaming coverage why wouldn't you just put your bike in the lounge it's carpet we put something under the carpet. And then what, the kiddies are going to put their fingers in the spokes and stuff? No, you just tell kids get out the Tour de France is on. That works. Yeah. That works real yeah, well. Because I'm sure they always listen to you, John. No, the garage... What's happening in the tour, John? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not up with the tour. Okay, we'll do an update on that. But anyway, if you're wanting to, to do this and you can basically get streaming coverage of the tour, this is a good place to go. It is. It's just day by day. You yeah, have a TV, Bevan, so this is where you could, you could get your Tour de France update. Yeah. There you go. You know, I have to tell you all about it. But anyway, the Tour it's de funny, France. It's funny because probably the only person in the world who doesn't necessarily care about Tour that much in our world. Yeah, to a degree. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm the Lone Con- Ranger. Contador is not looking as invincible as I think he once was. Really? But is it just because he cocked up early on? Well, I don't know, wow. but he's just, you know, in previous years, they've only been, there's been a few little, they haven't been, haven't done the major mountains yet, but often he'd, he'd at least get a little bit of a break on the guys, and he's, uh, he's not getting the break. Maybe he's doing an arm strong and sort of faking it a bit. He has had a lot of bad luck, but he's John, uh, not looking invincible. John, question. Mm. Maybe he's not doing something that would have helped him in the past. I just cast that wand over the whole Tour de France. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're so all... you're all equal. <laughs> you're all equal. You're all equal. <laughs> Allegedly, you're all equal. Well, okay. That's um, the only way you can look at it. Okay, sponsor. John, I'm pretty excited. Because I'm going to Coffees of Hawaii, John, and you know what we're going to do when we go to Coffees of Hawaii? You're going to buy some nice Hawaiian chill-out music. Yeah, man. So, and, uh, James, James Kili Piramawe. You start talking to and put it on. Lono. If you're out riding your bike right now, we're probably not helping you. No. Because you're probably in your main set, blitzing it down the road. You know, cranking it, big gear, big chain ring. And all you feel like now is having a cup of coffee. You feel like the nice things in the world. Yes. Does he sing? No. Oh, he doesn't? No. What about the other one? Does the other one sing? He doesn't have a link for oh. listen, listen to music. This is Sunday morning, eh? This is, so let's set the scene, John. Yes. You wake up, sunset, sun rising. Yes. Not sunset. Not sunset. <laughs> you wake up, you put on the French press that you bought from Coffees of Hawaii because right. it's very cheap. We talked about yes. that the other week. You put it on, you get up before Berlin's out of bed. Yes. And the kids are still asleep. Yes. Because <laughs> that's a hypothetical this dream. Very point. hypothetical. You sit out, you make your cup of coffee. Yeah. Do you make one for Belinda? Yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Always do. You make it for Belinda and then you just sit there and you contemplate the world. Enjoy that negative two degrees outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to get yourself some uh, some coffee obviously coffees of why is the place to do we've got all the promo codes on our site I am talk.me but if you want to get a nice little bit of chill out chill out Hawaiian music support some Hawaiian artists you can go in there and you can buy 
the CDs online. $17.50 for that one that we just looked at. Yep, and there's this guy, what's his name? James Kipolio. Yeah, you go with that Oi. guy. Yep. Nothing goes better with that island ground coffee than island grown. Oh. Kahuru. <laughs> Slack key guitar music. James Kalipi Maui, whatever his name is, was born in Molokai on homestead land in 1936 and has spent his life on its land and its waters. His music will help you understand why Molokai is such a special place. 1936, he's getting on. Well, you know what? My, my nana was around the other day. because she bought an iPad. Got her an iPad. Loving the iPad. 85. What's that? 85. No, John. It's not 85. Is it? My nana can't be 85 because she was 33. 75. Yeah. 75. Yeah. Where's my maths? Gone. But nana was born in 73. Yeah. Of 33. Yeah. Kind of funny talking to her about the war and stuff. Did I tell you guys about when I was in Rote? When I was in Rote, I stayed with an old couple. They were in like, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely old couple. And uh, they uh, they were in the war. You know, they, they were, she was like about 12 or something in the war. Mm. And it was fascinating talking to her about it from the German perspective. Mm. Like, it was really great. Like, you know, because you, you only ever hear your side of the story. And it was just really interesting. Like, her father was in one of the really bad um, ally camps. Mm. And, like, you know, I'm not condoning what the Germans done. But it was just interesting. And she was talking about the propaganda. Like, they never realised... You know, they were the bad side as such. Mm. Yeah, it was just really, it was a really interesting perspective. But anyway, if you want to contemplate the war with some nice music, <laughs> go to Rote and contemplate the war and you can get some coffees of Hawaii with yes. it. It's coffeesofhawaii.com. There you go. Okay, John, questions and answers. Getting quite long, John. Yes. Oh, no, we're heaps time. We're yes. assuming a show's an hour and a half now. Yeah, the, the, the goalposts have moved. Dave Pierce, what's he saying? So he sent through a couple of websites. Um, could have put them on the website of the week, but we didn't. One of them is going to be called, it's called fastforwardsports.net. Um, it's and that's got like a, a calculator to help people set up zones. I'm going to, at some stage soon, I'm going to do a little segment again on training intensity and zones. I just need to, to okay. get around to it. Don't okay. expect it anytime soon, but sometime Probably next in the year next, and a half. next two <laughs> yeah. years will happen. 18 months. The other one that he brought up that we haven't discussed was. Uh, oh, there's in, a lot of controversy. So Gomez and Harry Wilshire, Wiltshire. Basically, apparently he was blocking him. It was European uh, triathlon champs. and a controversy around day. People were got disqualified. So Harry Wilches, he races for the UK, and he clearly blocked significantly in the swim, eh? uh, Gomez in Did the swim. Did you watch the video? Yep. Yeah. Coming out of the swim, he blocked him again. Is it illegal um, to block in the swim? Uh, there's wording that you can, if you if you do blame things like that, yes it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to get anybody for just argy-bargy and trying to create space. But yeah, because that's the thing, if you're swimming your line... Yeah, but he, 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 was not, he was intentionally not swimming line. It was very, very obvious anyway. But why would he do this? Because to me, the, the Brownleys aren't... No, none of us. I, I, I agree with you. I can't understand. I mean, the Brownleys are... Competitive dudes. It doesn't seem like they're trying to get a weak yeah. advantage like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not... It just seems odd. But anyway, he got disqualified for blocking in the swim, also blocking coming out of the swim. Also, apparently, he was blocking a lot on the bike. Now, this comes down... It's This, this is the difference between triathlon and cycling. In triathlon, you go to the Tour de France, you've got a nine-man team. You get on the front of the bike... That's their job to block, eh? Well, no, you get on the front. It's hard to get in there. It's team tactics, you know. If you want to interrupt, say, say the, the, the HTC team, right, they decided they want to hammer it and they want to get on the front and you want to try to interrupt it. It's very hard to get muscle your way in on that and those nine people in there. Yeah. Whereas triathlon, more or less a team of individuals. If you're at the European Champs, you might have, say, four or five guys from the UK 
most of them are going to be racing for themselves yeah. and they're not going to have the ability to get up there drive the train and not have anybody interrupt it without it completely um, going tits up so this is the, the, the challenge yes there's team racing to a degree but nowhere near to the extent of cycling so, uh, so if team racing became part of our sport would there be a bad thing because blocking would be a part of team racing wouldn't well it? you'd have to have bigger teams yeah. to significant, and you haven't got a bit more agi-bagi in the swim wouldn't it it would. I think the bike would be re- really would, mm. would change. With the way the team racing works in triathlon at the moment is, is if somebody gets dropped, or say you miss the pack, then yeah. you often have somebody who will help you pull up to yeah, the pack. Yeah, they sacrifice themselves. But they're not necessarily controlling the pace. So he got disqualified. Oh, they control the pace in cycling. And if your guy gets away, you try to hold the pack up so everyone. It doesn't happen a lot. Really? When no. I cycle race, they always do. Yeah, in cycle racing. But yeah, that's not, what I'm saying. Yeah, but in triathlon, it's still very much okay, individuals. Sorry, I, you, I was talking about yeah. So anyway, he got disqualified, and it's a, it's a good read. If you can do a search on it, and there's plenty on there. Where's the email of that one? I, you didn't have it on there. It was so long. Oh, so you just want to do a wrap-up? Yeah. Okay, so Jonathan Holmes, um, got through a bit of a tough time, John. Yes. He's basically had cancer really bad, and he's um, he had chemo. He's had like five operation. Um, and, he, and he's an ambitious character, and he's been he's done triathlon in the past, I seem yes. to recall. Yeah. And he's thinking, well, I want to go and do a triathlon again, and I want to challenge Wanaka 11 months after chemo, which is, for most people, would just seem freakish, but, you know, we live in a world where we are freaks. Hmm. So he was just wondering, do we have any advice we can give to people who have, or, or have, has anyone out there actually had chemo or, or cancer and come through the other side in a positive way and actually gone on to do an Ironman in a pretty short period of time afterwards. So Tips he, around that. Yeah, he's looking at doing Challenge Monica in 11 months and he's coming back from being yeah completely debilitated by yeah, man, cancer some... multiple times. Like it's basically, it sounds like a bit of a Lance Armstrong yeah. sort of story. You know, you're supposed to die. Um, but he didn't and he wants to challenge Wanaka. My advice would be, you know, you need to take it very gently yeah. to, to build up an aerobic base and not do any intensity and just trying to very slowly build up your aerobic base. But it would be interesting to hear from um, anybody who has had to, to go through this. Is what, I'm sure up. that we've got listeners who have, you know, like, I'm sure that happens. So if you've, got, if you've got any feedback for Jonathan, well, I suppose as a coach, how would you approach something like this? I said just very slowly, very yeah. small steps. Forget wherever you've been in the past. Just you're basically you're yeah. starting from scratch, and you're you're almost pretending that you're going. You you've never done any sport before, yeah. so you're starting out with thirty minute bike rides, you know, a few times a week. Um, I guess a lot of non impact stuff, but all very low intensity. So and expectations around races to just get to the finish line. Totally. Yeah, don't yeah. have any time expectations. Get a heart rate monitor and make sure that you are going slow enough. Um, Probably get a GPS watch and make again make sure you're young slow enough and just keeping it all very chilled. Okay, good times. So, Jonathan, if you if anyone's going to feedback on that, send us an email at um, imtalk at gmail.com. Uh, just a couple of quick ones. Um, okay, here it is. David Ring Ritzkin. Rick's, is he, yeah? Ritsky. Ritsky. Ritskin. Ritskin. Ritskin, I reckon. Uh, we'll try to be brief here. Two and a half years ago, my son asked me if I was ever going to get back into shape. His two year old son. Oh, no, 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 his son. I was close to 250 pounds. Now, what's that? It's, I, don't know. It's, I think 220 is 100 kg. Right. So yeah. it's about 107 kg. Long story short, I uh, lost over 90, about 100 pounds, and we'll compete in Ironman Lake Placid in a few weeks. Uh, thanks for helping me get through my long bites and runs every week. Any chance you could help me out for a shout out for my fundraiser? Since I've lost the weight, I've decided to comp- complete M. I mean, Lake Placid in memory of my mother-in-law Lauren Polly, who passed away a few years ago from a disease called. Is that one, John? Scleroderma. Yep. 
there is many people with scleroma, as there are with MS, yet it goes undiagnosed so far too often. So he's basically using his Ironman and his kind of change in weight experience to kind of get out there and fundraise for this pretty, you know, uh, disease that doesn't seem to get much profile. So if you want to do that, I'm going to put a link to that on www.imtalk.me and you can chuck that on there and you can go and give him some money and donate and for nice. his good cause. I do like people who do that, actually go and, you know. Yes. Next one's from Linda and last week she was our, our age group of the week. Right, because nice. she got fourth. Or no, no, she got f- and and uh, Forest Man. She did really well. I can't remember yes. whether she won it or not. But I oh, know first lady finisher. And she's saying, "Don't not picking on you guys, but her name's not Linda Brownlee. <laughs> it's Browning. Browning." And I did say, "Well, to be honest, Brownie Brownlee's probably on her mind." Mm-hmm. But she understood that. So we're, just we're, there's an honorary name we gave her. Yeah, there's an that's an upgrade. Yeah. You should change it. Yes. <laughs> go go to your family dinner. Yes. I've actually changed my name to Brownlee. Yes. Um, so Linda Browning. Was uh, the first winner at Forest Man. Uh, what else? I've got a couple other quick ones here. Oh, just um, James Picker sent through an interview with a young dude on Slow Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas, is that one, John? Verbriskus? Yeah. You're throwing the names uh, out. Oh, you guys just get simple out. names. Give it to Smith. You know, yes. We can do Smith. Um, Sub four minute mile dude. Yeah. And he wants, to be an, he wants to be a triathlete. And it was just really interesting. This young dude is pretty young. And he's, he, he looks like he's going to be a bit of a track star, mm. but triathlon is the most appealing sport to him. And it's interesting that that would happen because at this age, normally, you know, university sports in America and stuff, so I'll put a link to that. And then lastly, Bevan McKinnon sent through his race report from Korea and he said it's a bloody hard day at the office. Oh, hot. So I imagine. Put, yeah, yeah, hot. And, but the course is also pretty challenging, the terrain. Nice. So uh, pretty tough day. He was pretty happy with his third there. So we'll put a link to that on I'm talking to me as well. Okay, John. Sponsors, coffeesofwhy.com. Get the music. Extreme Endurance. Get the code. And the Facebook. Get and your socks. No, 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 no. Socks. God, you got to do a lot of things Extreme Endurance this week. you got to get your Extreme Endurance. you got to get give them an, uh, an eye like on and Facebook, and you got to get the socks. Goodness, busy work. No, that's Athletic Socks. Okay. You're, Athletic you're socks. I'm all over the place. <laughs> you're all over the place. Athletics.com. <laughs> get the socks. What did you have for breakfast this morning, John? Nothing. What did you put in that milk? Okay, what's the goss? JD Duathlon race number two this weekend. Oh, what day? Sunday. What time? Moving? Are you moving or not? No, but John, I teach Sunday morning at 10. Oh, okay. What time's the race? In the afternoon. Come on, come along. There you go. What time? Uh, starts at 2.15. What distance? So it's, it's a handicap race. So the slowest person goes first. The distance oh, wow, is, I haven't raced in a long time, John. Yeah, distance is... Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. 2.4k run, 16k bike, 2.4k run for the longest people. And then there's some, a shorter distance as well. So I suppose what time Sunday? 2.15? 2.15. And where Wait, is I'll it? I'll get you a mic. A key, MC oh, I want a race. Oh, you want a race? Yeah. Okay. Um, it is at 2.15. Start. I'll have to give you a handicap. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a fair handicap. <laughs> Whatever you Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what, what kind of handicaps do you have? It's pretty significant. Like, um, because you got... Yeah, I mean, the, the, first, the, the last person will probably start... I think it was third about uh, about thirty minutes after the first person. Oh, really? Yeah. So you'd be looking more like a two forty-five ish sort of start somewhere around there. Maybe I won't come along. You can MC. Yeah, yeah. There's MC option and options. Well, MC Ken is going to be there. DJ BJ. DJ BJ. I'll give an extra mic if required. Oh well, no! I, I, if I come up, I'll be racing. Okay. Because I, I haven't raced in a while. You know what I mean? Like I haven't done much racing in a long time. Yeah, and so wicked racing around that track. Really? You just fly. And, my, and I've got my new wheels on, got my Roth Primas yeah, on. There you go. And I have to admit, I'm loving it, John. Yes. Feeling pretty sharp on the bike right now. My mate Jeff, I have to give my credit to my mate Jeff, Jeff the ref. 
Uh, I have to get him to listen to the show now. He's, uh, <laughs> he's just he's just suddenly found cycling in his life. He's yes. he's, he's done some fighting. He's he's a cop and he's um, done the group fitness thing for a long time. And he's just started to discover cycling and he's become very passionate about it. And his wife yes. discovered that that whole never see your partner thing. Yes. And he decided so last weekend he's going to turn up to his first ever race. So we went out to Prebleton. They got the Prebleton series happening. Yeah. C grade first ever time. You know first ever race. Pretty yeah, yeah. won it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Took it out. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Awesome, eh? Because when we're talking C grade here, like in New Zealand, like I'd ride B grade. Bevan would be at, well, you, you sort of ride A grade, but oh, not in my, now, in my but current yeah. fitness, I'm sort of mid pack B grade. Yeah. Um, and to win C grade, I, I wouldn't be able to win C grade. No, I don't think I would have been able no. to either. <laughs> yeah. Like, so to win his first ever race, I said, retire now, give up now, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no good can come from the future. Very impressive. So, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Pretty So, Jeff the ref, well done, mate. Um, what else? Um, any other goss? Not a lot. Do we talk about the weekend? Oh, we talk about the weekend. Or oh, Andrew Abercan? Yes, so I have a, we had a little shindig at my place in uh, my swimming pool, like currently around about 10 degrees centigrade. In the middle of the night? Yeah, Andrew Abercan decided around about to have a bit of a midnight dip in the pool. Axel has to get some credit for the Speedos. Yes, German look. He yeah. goes for Speedos and Singlet. It's a Hawaiian-themed party with the Speedos and the Singlet. And, but back to Andrew, he decided to dive in the pool, thinking he's pretty. He's a cool kid. He's pretty cool. Gets, <laughs> I'll get some attention from doing this. Gets out. Girlfriend starts scolding him because in his back pocket was the keys for oh, the car, no. which had the electric car door opener and the garage door opener in it as well. Oh, no. Any, any post event we, we've reports? We've not heard post reports. They're still trying to get into the house, that's yes, why. Yes, they're not going to use the phone. <laughs> so, Bevan, what's happening in your world? Well, John, I feel tears coming in my eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Saying goodbye to the studios. Yes, goodbye to the studios. It's, it's been, yeah, the studios have been good. Mm-hmm. We don't worry about sound quality in the new studios. Right. Because we have options, John. We have options because I have an office now. Yes. It's a pretty simple, pokey office. And I'm actually thinking that we should actually use the laptop from here forward. As you've mentioned this. And yes. record with the view. Mm-hmm. But if it's a big room, there's sound quality. But with our new gear... It could be all right. It could be all right. Because we have a mic each time. We've got one, one week to get it sorted. Well, we haven't got the gear yet. Hopefully it comes through. Mm, that's what I mean. Got yeah. one week to get it sorted. Yeah. Um, we so could always record it at my place. Yeah, no. Here we go. No, because the work afterwards, you, you go home and it's done. Well, if you're going to do it on the laptop anyway. No, because then I, I no, you, I, <laughs> afterwards, I spent a couple of hours doing this crap. You, what do you do? You go home. Yes. And you think about other things. Yeah. So no, you have to sacrifice coming but to I, me. I do the preparation. It's, I do the front end. How long, does that, how long does that take you? Oh, three hours. <laughs> You're full of crap in your I'll give you 20 minutes max. Oh, maybe a touch more than 20. A touch more than 20. Okay, so so Joe's already packed. She's ready to go. Do I look right. like I'm pretty packed, John? Yeah, extremely packed. <laughs> extremely She's got packed. like bo- boxes and everything. But yeah, I'll start packing tomorrow. Mm. I don't have much stuff. Mm. Put it in plastic bags, sort out when it gets to the other end. Easy. Yep. Hide a truck. Joe will love that ad. <laughs> she, she will love it. She uh, she told me off the other night for something. I was around at her house. She told me off because when I've got junk food in front of me, I don't I, I'm, I don't conserve John. Mm. Do you scoff? Yes. Yeah, I scoff as well, and yes. I scoff on my food away. And she goes, she was. I could tell she was a little bit upset about it. Yeah. And I was, and, and she was. But I think she was a little bit stressed because a lot's happening. Mm. You know, we big decisions and. I think my scoffing was the tip of the iceberg, John. I think reading, not reading emails clearly might might tip the iceberg as well. What do well. you mean? Turning up early and stuff. Oh, to the party. <laughs> we turn up half an hour early, John, and didn't know what to do with themselves. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, organized. I thought the 7 o'clock party started about 7. 
people, our friends have kids, oh, younger kids. Yeah. Because we were well early too, eh? Because no one else turned up till like eight. Yeah. Poor John Belinda had to pretend they liked us for an hour. Uh. <laughs> Poor buggers. Um, no, so she went mad at me and I said, babe, you just have to learn to accept that I scoff bad food. Yes. Yes, it's just the way I roll. And she was cool with it. She was cool she with it. She built a bridge. She, she did build a bridge. And she was pretty, we, John, and I know you and I have talked about this, but we haven't told Joe about this. Went to the casino on Friday night. Yes. Yes. Went to the casino. And uh, we had a function with our friends. Actually, Jeff the Rift, the cycling winner, came along. And, uh, and he was on fire that weekend, John, because mm. we walked down the casino. They lost on us big time. Big time, big time, honestly. I think, I think they're going under. They're a sponsor of my triathlon race. I've just, just called out and said, oh, I've lost too much money. The business has gone under. We went out for dinner, had a smorgasbord at the casino, good meal, loved the meal. And then uh, and we had vouchers, so it was half price on the meals, loving that. And then we went and uh, went on the tables, roulette, double down, double down, double down. Then we played John's favourite. Is your favourite blackjack? Uh, stud poker, but I'm, I'm, I'm usually too poor to play it. <laughs> stud poker, twenty hands we played, John. Nice. Only lost one. That's pretty good odds. It was pretty unbelievable. Mm. And then we went back to the roulette when we were a hundred bucks up as a team, mm-hmm. all on black. Guess what happened, John? You won. We won. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we're out now. Yeah. Two hundred bucks up on the night. Nice. So that was a good night out. So anyway, nice. and uh, this weekend I'm going to be racing, and taking it out. For hand- I haven't got a chance of winning for handicap, have I? Not the handicap I give you, haven't. <laughs> <laughs> recognise that I'm not that fit right yes, now yes but realistically you'd probably still be there's one guy that's very good he'd be he'd well beat you but um, yeah. but the rest you'd, you'd be there or thereabouts with the rest mm. yeah okay I'm, I'm, I'm quite keen to come along it depends if the house is settled if the house is settled I'll be there okay okay um, anything else no no if you want to donate to the show, get us to Kona. That's right, get us to Kona. We're going to do some nicknames next week. Oh, good times. If you donate it, we'll give you a nickname. Okay, if you want to get a nickname for next week's show, then yes. donate now. Okay. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Actually, my latest edition of Fitness Behaviour is out. Check, Listen check. to it. It's actually really good, and it's good for athletes. It's about action triggers. You check it out. You'll enjoy it. Um, it's amazing. Life changing. Anyway, here we go. Oh, we've done it. Do we do it again? I'm, I'm, I'm Russ. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia yeah, kaha. First time we've done it twice. Yeah. Do we do it three times. First time. <laughs> there you go. Here we go. <laughs>